Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the BetUSNBA show. Monday through Friday, we are your destination for all the angles, information, and bets for the NBA slate. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, two of the very best basketball handicappers you can find in the Twitterverse, Chris Farley bets, Farley and Mr. Ski Profit. We'll start with you here, Chris, because I know you were a little more focused on football, and kudos to you guys from the BetUS NFL show. You guys crushed it. What did you think of the game last night? Yeah, awesome, awesome game, really. Great. Can't complain. Uh, the whole time, of course, I was rooting for the Chiefs. Um, I Believe it or not, guys, I didn't put this hoodie on on purpose today. The Eagles are a way better team than the Giants. I know that. Uh, but uh, but here I am, and I am a little uh, celeb- you know, celebrating a little bit uh, because I thought Patrick Mahomes was going to do exactly what he did. Uh, but kudos to Jalen Hurts especially. He, in, in the biggest moment of his professional career, obviously, he was pretty darn good, right? He had that one fumble which ended up probably being one of the biggest plays of the game. But that's kind of just a freak, slippery fumble. Uh, Eagles brought it all game. They answered over and over again. Defense, not so much, right? So that's Patrick Mahomes for you. And I appreciate that about the BetUS NFL show, Alex. Yeah, over 55% this year as a team in an NFL year that was that was pretty crazy. Uh, so we're proud of that. Hopefully more of that to come. And congrats to the Chiefs, guys. I mean, th- this is a dynasty for sure, uh, in my opinion, they're not going away anytime soon. So hopefully we get more Super Bowls like that. That was an awesome one. Good coach, good quarterback. It is fun to watch a team play football. Um, Ski, did you bet on Purple Gatorade? No, no crazy props for me yesterday. I had very simple ones, and I had a good day. Um, shortest touchdown under one and a half yards, first half over, Chiefs money line. And uh, the one loser I had was McKinnon over his receiving yard. So overall, three and one day for the Super Bowl. I will take it. Let's carry that positive momentum into today. We'll finally get to some basketball. As always, we start by taking a look at our best bet record. Um, took a small step back last week, but again, continue to improve and improve after a rough start to the season. Shout out, as always, to Josh. He's hovering just above 500. Chris also four games above 500. Ski and I clawing our way back to even here. And let's get started. First game up here on the slate, the Houston Rockets visit my Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers, huge favorites here tonight, minus 13 and a half points at home, minus 900 on the money line. The total sits at 226 and a half, and Chris and I have the same bet. And Chris, do you want to talk about it, or should I go first? I guess I'll talk about it first, although you could probably offer more about this since I'm in a whirlwind of Super Bowl situational news right now but um yeah i like this spot and i'm finally going to go in tandem with you alex for the houston rockets in the first half i mean plus eight first of all that that's a lot of points right for any team to cover in the first half but especially i would argue a 76ers team who you talk about a sandwich spot right they just had a nice win against the nets a big win on saturday now they have the cavaliers right ahead of them this week um, which which I think the, the Cavaliers might beat the 76ers. They're playing really well right now, too. So just two way more important games for the 76ers. Classic sandwich spot for, you know, a, a game against a team they probably don't care about as much. It's also that time of the year, right? And this might be something I say a lot this week. I think we have to be really careful about betting on these inflated favorites, right? The all-star break is coming. Everybody's tired. Everybody's looking forward to that all-star break. 76ers have been playing some fantastic basketball, but maybe we see a little bit of a rejuvenated Houston Rockets team. Um, You know, they made a few trades. A few things happened, obviously, in the marketplace last week, but now they know who they're going to have moving forward. Um, You know, no more Eric Eric Gordon, I think, makes a big difference, but I think this is a young team, exciting team, 
that can at least keep things interesting tonight against the 76ers, who, again, probably don't care as much. So first half plus eight for, we have to say, Alex, one of the best ATS teams in the NBA, the Houston Rockets, in the first half. I'll take it. Yeah, first half, Rockets plus eight, I'll take. Again, would always would rather this be a home game for the Rockets. But like you said, this is a very strange schedule spot. The Sixers play Houston tonight and then have back-to-back national TV games hosting the Cavaliers and the Grizzlies. Now, I'm not necessarily making this bet just because Embiid might rest tonight. But boy, oh boy, if there was ever a night to give the guy off, it would probably be tonight in preparation for those two games. Even if Embiid's in, I had this number close to six. Again, Houston hasn't been as good on the road, but I've been playing solid bad basketball on the road the last month or so. I was really heartened by that close game in Miami. They were able to achieve their goal of losing while also apparently having had a really good co-21st birthday party the night before. It's nice to see a young team rally like that. So I'll take the Rockets here, first half plus eight here. Ski, what did you think of this game? Uh, well, I'm going to be going with the total on this one, and I'll start with the system, and it pretty much just says the amount of points that the home team um, is averaging uh, plus the amount of points that the opponent is allowing at, you know, on the road is way greater than the total that we're looking at today, greater than by double digits. So it's saying that this total is pretty low for a reason. And I just think that speaks to Houston. They were terrible. They couldn't stop anybody. Then their coach was on, you know, in the postgame conference, crying about them not playing any defense. And they seemed to uh, respond in a way where, you know, you see them at least trying and getting a little bit better. They were giving up 153 points, I think, to – uh, I, I forget who, 153 points, then 140 points, then it's 130. Then that game that you just mentioned versus Miami, I think they only um, allowed 97 points. So if they can keep up that effort and you combine that with the Sixers team was pretty solid defensively and is playing at the slowest pace in the league the last five games, I like it to stay under the total of 226.5. Um, it's come down a couple of points, I think, from the opener and for good reason. Yeah, I like that bet as well. So um, two bets here for Chris and I on the first half. We'll take the Rockets plus eight. Ski also likes the under here, 226 and a half points. Let's jump into another game with a really big margin here. The San Antonio Spurs visit the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers laying 15 points. I think this is our biggest spread of the year so far. The money line minus 1,400, the total at 224. And I really like this angle, Ski. Why don't you break it down for the people? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and... I mean, we can fade the Spurs, but also we want to back the Cavaliers. Spurs, the worst offensive rated team in the last five games going up against the Cavaliers, who are the number one defensive rated team. They're also going to play this game at a slower pace. They're right there behind the last team we talked about, the Sixers. Uh, So second slowest pace the last five. And really, this Cavaliers defense, I mean, just look at the numbers. Last two weeks, they're allowing 98.3 points per game. If you look at it strictly at home, it's 96.8. They're 8-3-1 if you look at their last 12 games holding opponents under 105. So... Versus a team who's just terrible offensively. Like, when is the last time the Spurs have won or covered? They're just terrible. So the way the Cavaliers are playing defense, I think they'll bring it tonight. And the Spurs have trouble reaching 100 points. So I'll go under the 105 team total for San Antonio tonight. Yeah, I like that. Honestly, I might steal that myself. Like you said, you look on this road trip, the Spurs have really struggled to score on the road. Barring a two-overtime game, they haven't really come close to this number on the road yet. And Cleveland is one of those teams, you know, I always get a little bit worried about unders and blowout games, but Cleveland kind of has the style where it's more clamping down than them coming out and putting up a big number. What do you think of this game, Chris? I like to spend a lot from Ski. Uh, one thing that should work really well for Cleveland is, you know, as long as they're invested tonight, is the matchup advantage that they have in the paint. Spurs, 50% of the Spurs' points are scored in the paint. That's second in the NBA. 
So, you know, even though the Spurs aren't a very productive team, they don't put up a lot of points or cover a lot of lines, they do depend on that area near the rim. And we know I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers are one of the best, if not the best teams in the NBA on defense against that, only allowing 46 points per game in the paint. So, you know, immediately, right, you're taking away one of the strengths of a Spurs team that's already very injured heading into this one. Really tough spot. So, you know, unless we see some kind of weird NBA situation where the Spurs play out of their minds and the Cavs don't care, this should be a, uh, they should absolutely be limited tonight against one of the best defenses in the NBA. Team total under here for the Spurs. That's what Ski likes. The Spurs, again, under 104.5 points there tonight in Cleveland. That's a nice-looking bet. Let's jump into the Battle of New York. The Brooklyn Nets visit the New York Knickerbockers. The Knicks, just 2.5-point favorites, minus 140 on the money line. The total here sits um, right at 220.5, and, and I like the spot for the Nets. And I think it's one of these situations where it's hard to handicap this Nets team. You know, we don't really have a lot of data on these guys, not even necessarily playing together, but playing in sort of elevated spots. Um, this is Michael Bridges' team. I don't know when Michael Bridge, Bridges had a team. It wasn't his team at Villanova. It was somebody else's team, and now he's got the Brooklyn Nets, and he's sort of the leader here. You know, Dinwiddie, we've seen in kind of this lead point guard role. He looks kind of refreshed a little bit here. We know how good Cam Thomas and those guys have been, and just the flexibility and defensive capability of this team looks really nice to me. And I continue to go against this Knicks team that is still carrying a lot of market momentum from kind of that nice run in December into early January here and have really fallen off the last couple of weeks. I'm not quite sure, you know, what a lot of the underlying reasons there, but the defense has gotten worse for the Knicks. The offense has gotten worse. They're just kind of headed in the opposite direction. And again, in a market that I think is really struggling to value this Nets team from a basketball perspective, I really like this matchup and had this closer to a pick So I'm going to take the two and a half points here with the Nets. What do you think, Ski? Uh, I couldn't talk you off. Um, I think the Nets have a lot of guys who are going to bring effort and, a lot of that's going to start, for, in my opinion, on a defensive end. I think that's how they're going to win these games because you, you look at the lineup that's available. You know, it's not the most offensive guys. Um, the last game that they just played when they were all together, what did they allow? 101 points. The game didn't touch 200. So I just think the Nets are going to turn into an under team now. And um, the Knicks, they're playing at the third slowest pace in the league. So I like that. I think Brooklyn will also play a little bit slower. And the Knicks, I think they're capable of playing defense. Um, they did have an addition. I'm blanking out on it. Was it Hart? Um, he, he'll go in there and play some defense, too. So I went under the 220 and a half. I just really think in the near future, you'll make money if you bet these Nets games under. No, I, I like that quite a bit. And like you said, the market kind of reaction is we look at the Nets as this high-scoring team all season, but the pace has really slowed down. And like you said, it's more kind of a defensive team with lots of different layers of guys that can cover a ton of positions. So I think you're right. I'm curious to see if we do have some value in these Nets unders. No official plays for you here, Chris, but any thoughts on the game? Yeah, just some thoughts about these two teams right now, which I'm just more interested in watching how they continue to play out with some of their new additions because I, I, I like it for both teams. I mean, Josh Hart, is you know feels like he he would just be a Tom Thibodeau guy right he, you know plays defense a gritty blue collar guy and in his first game put some good minutes in made a difference at the end of the game and then at, at the other end man I really like this Brooklyn Nets team when they still had Kevin Durant after they made that first trade and then of course Kevin Durant isn't there anymore but this is a really interesting team for Brooklyn they have a lot of B plus players right and maybe Mikael Bridges steps up and you know turns into kind of a superstar over there or you know something similar we'll see he's certainly a versatile player but they have just a lot of real good players on their team right without a real superstar so it's going to be interesting how that continues to manifest uh just two teams that are more interested in watching right now but 
I would slightly favor the Nets in this matchup. I kind of like the energy that they have right now. You know, it's like a rejuvenated, hey, everybody, you know, kind of discarded us, right? Like it's like a group of players like that. Um, even even um, Ben Simmons showing some signs and maybe a little more leadership, playing a little better, you know, a little more comfortable. Um, so I, I agree with Ski. I think we might see more unders from both of these teams moving forward tonight, just off this game. But I do lean Brooklyn. Two official picks for us here. Ski's going to take the under 220 and a half. I'll take the points with the Nets. Give me Brooklyn plus two and a half. Next game up here, the Minnesota Timberwolves visit the Dallas Mavericks. The Timberwolves, pretty big underdogs here tonight, plus seven and a half. You can get plus 250 there on the money line. The total, a big 232, but not big enough for you, is it, Chris? Not big enough for me, and we've seen that line rise a little bit now. Um, I believe it was around 230 to open up, or maybe even less. Uh, now it's up to 232. First of all, we've seen it from this Dallas Mavericks team, right? Uh, Kyrie comes over. Uh, so far, so good. For Luca and Kyrie, uh, you know, making it work. I mean, Kyrie did it on his own at first, put up uh, some good minutes. Uh, definitely immediate contributor, especially on the offensive end of the floor. And now with Luca and Kyrie out there, I think this is just a Dallas team that I don't think they're going to the NBA Finals, but they can really embarrass some teams this year with how efficient they can be with that starting five. And I, I expect that they're probably going to do the same to the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, right? We've seen Ru- Rudy Gobert in some games have a negative point differential, even on defense for the Timberwolves. It's just not working. There's something in the rotation that's not working. But at least someone like Mike Conley, who's now integrated into their rotation from the Jazz, he's worked with Gobert before. He's one of the only guys who could probably make Gobert a little more efficient on the offensive end of the floor. So I think there's going to be more offense and more pace in this one, especially the fact that it's at Dallas. I think they're going to push it. These two games uh, went way under this total into previous matchups, but that's another reason why I kind of like it here too. Expecting some regression on that end, improvement from both offenses, and you can't hate what you're seeing from Dallas on offense right now. Plus, if you look at Minnesota, I mean, the past 10 games, they're allowing around 120 points per game. So um, between two teams, I think this is going to be a more offensively focused game, high pace, more points. I'll go over 232. I'm going to hold my nose and take the points here with the Timberwolves. Um, that last game, really rough for them in Memphis, but a really tough schedule spot. You know, having to have played three games at altitude, then come into Memphis with a new player, kind of the new setup here. Um, looks like a little bit of a bounce back spot, although it is the last game of the road trip. I like the matchup for Dallas here. Um, Mike Conley should make this team just even better than it has been. Um, I had this number closer to four and a half, five myself. So having to take the Timberwolves, plus seven, plus seven and a half, whatever you've got out there. What do you think of this game? Ski. No, no plays, but what are your thoughts? Um, well, I agree with with what you guys are saying here, so I won't really repeat any of it. I just want to mention that I hope I hope Anthony Edwards doesn't waste away over there. Um, he's a really good talent, and whoever's making these decisions for Minnesota, you know, they need to be fired. Somebody needs to drug test them. They're, they're just doing a lot of bad things. They gave up, what, four first-round picks for Gobert. Then they let us fleece them in the trade uh, recently. I just don't like the direction the Timberwolves are headed in as far as, you know, decisions they're making for personnel. Did you notice that, folks? Lakers positivity from Ski. Watch out. It's starting to get a little complicated. Two official plays again. I'll take the Timberwolves plus the points. Chris will take over 232. Let's jump into another game here. The Washington Wizards visit the curryless Golden State Warriors. The Warriors still three-point favorites at home. The total sits right around 234. Chris, you like the home team. I do like the home team, and if we remember, uh, not too long ago, these two teams met, and it was on the road in Washington, and I just think that this is the kind of lineup 
even without Steph Curry, you play a Warriors team, especially at home, and Warriors also coming off that loss uh, to the Lakers. This is just a good spot for Golden State. I know Andrew Andrew Wiggins might not be in the lineup tonight, but you know they ran the floor extremely fast last time against the Wizards. Jordan Poole had a huge game. Steph Curry had a huge game. I think Jordan Poole props are probably a good look tonight as well. Uh, these small ball lineups that could run the floor and explode on offense, it's it's tough for the Wizards. And I believe that Kyle is, isn't Kyle Kuzma out tonight? Or question, he's questionable right now, uh, but could be out dealing with those ankle issues as well, which, he, you know, we know the Wizards at this point probably need Kuzma to contribute on the offensive end, especially, especially if they're going to go into Golden State and try to flow with that offense. So I always like Golden State coming off a loss at home. It's a short line, and I don't think the Wizards can keep up with the kind of offensive production they can show at home, even if they don't have Steph Curry. So uh, all Warriors for me tonight at a short line. Yeah, first night of a back-to-back would probably be easier to reintegrate Kuzma tomorrow, and he really is kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink for this Wizards team. If you go look at kind of their splits with him, without him, much better on the floor. So definitely can't back the Wizards in this spot. Much Again, you know Kuzma's playing, and even then, first game back after a long break is tough. Ski, what do you think of this game? Yeah, I'm probably not going to play it, but just looking at something that I follow, it goes back to 2013. It says favorites off two straight losses versus an opponent off two straight wins. Um, they are about 59.2% winners on a little bit over 400 plays. So that says to play Golden State today is saying that you're getting a little bit of a discount because of the recent performance. And I would probably take it just because I know how good Golden State is at home um, over the past few years. I mean, even this year, they're 75% winners straight up at home. And I just personally feel like um, the current point spread, what is it, minus four here, is really just asking them to win the game. So lean towards Golden State, not in my pocket yet. Yeah, it makes perfect sense here. So Chris is going to lay the points here with the Warriors. Golden State minus three. We've got one more game here on our rundown. Dump any questions you have down there in the chat. We'll get to them quickly in the Q&A session. But first, the Lakers of Los Angeles visit the Portland Trail Blazers. The Blazers, short favorites here, minus one at home. The total is a 238. We know that LeBron James is questionable. It looks like Anthony Davis is going to play. And Ski, you're back in your Lakers. Yeah, it hasn't been too many times, you know, I've been able to back him or feel confident backing him. But I like what I'm seeing from this group, um, the energy and just the way Rob Palenka worked that trade deadline. I mean, now it's a team that has a lot of space. They have a couple of guys who go out there and defend, who can uh, do some of the dirty work and um, a couple more shooters. So I like what I'm seeing from them. I like, you know, that last game and versus Blazers team who they can't stop anybody. They're second-worst defensive-rated team in the last five games. I think the last two weeks they're giving up close to 125 points per game. They don't have Nurkic here tonight. Who's protecting the paint? Versus, I mean, if Anthony Davis is motivated, which, you know, ever since that LeBron point game, he's been a little bit better about that. Um, if he can continue to trend that way, I, I think he's going to dominate tonight. And if LeBron plays, it's only going to be worse for this Blazers team. So I like the Lakers side to win this game. They're definitely going to be the team who plays the better defense. Uh, they'll be the better rebounding team in this one. And the offense has gotten a lot better with the new additions, in my opinion. So only could look towards L.A. I am on L.A. And I probably also like the team total just because Blazers give it up versus everybody. Yeah, I like this look quite a bit. I've just been waiting to see if LeBron's going to play. If he does, this is an awesome matchup for your Lakers, like you said. The Trailblazers continue to get worse. And without Nurkic, there is literally nobody, with all due respect to whoever Drew Eubanks is. Um, Chris, what do you think of this game? 
Yeah, last game, I'll tell you what I really like, what Ski said, too, right? Without Nurkic, uh, where's the pain protection? And Anthony Davis in the last game, 5 for 19 from the field, even though he had a plus um, point differential because he you know, played some great defense. Um, this is, this is a, good, it's a good spot for the Lakers, I think, to really show, you know, with their new parts, you know, and their new bigs. Do right, Hachimura down there. Uh, I think they can do a lot of damage against the Blazers. Just didn't pick it because at a certain point, you know, Blazers got to show us more, right? Like Chauncey Phillips, uh, Chauncey Phillips, excuse me, at the start of the season, we're like, oh, this is going to be a really good defensive team. And they started off really looking that way. And then that has really fallen off. Uh, so, you know, they are not positioned well to recover from that tonight. But just expecting a little bit of regression from Portland eventually. So I'm just off this. Uh, but I do like the Lakers side. I lean that direction. And I would lean to the over, too. I think the Lakers can put up some points tonight on the Blazers. Yeah, quickly, before we get to the full question and answer here, Ski, did you notice Saturated asked, what do you think of Dave, Davis's points, rebounds, and assist over? I think it was 44 and a half. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I can't talk you off at all. I would say how I would play this game prop-wise, if I would wait to know about LeBron, and if LeBron was out, you know, I think I would just focus on Anthony Davis' rebounds um, just because he doesn't really have anybody challenging him. And um, LeBron is usually the guy, in my opinion, who comes in and sneaks and grabs his rebounds. So, if he's out, AD rebounds, but I also can't talk you off that PRA. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Ski, going to back the Lakers here. Plus one, maybe the money line, however you like. It should be a good night for Los Angeles and Portland. Let's get into Q&A. Um, Douglas Garrett asks, you know, what do we think here of this Utah versus Pacers total? Um, looking at it right now, open around 236, has been bet up to 238. I kind of lean towards the under, but it seems just like a really dangerous total to bet under. Again, I don't believe we know um, if Tyrese Halliburton or Miles Turner is playing tonight. Um, just double-checking now. I believe both are questionable. They are. Um, Ski, did you have any thoughts on this Utah-Indiana total? Um, well, these are two teams who, I mean, I think Utah is going to be an over team just with the players that they have. Um they're not playing a whole lot of defense over there, and there's still some guys who can contribute offensively and still can shoot. And the Pacers, it's another team I don't trust defensively. So my initial thought is, you know, with the market, to play it up and over the total. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any thoughts on this one, Chris? Yeah, I just can't trust the Pacers offensively lately either. Um, even with the full lineup, uh, last few games, 113 points, 104, 111, 103. You know, 107, uh, some of those games, too, against high-tempo teams, not the best defenses, and it's just kind of up and down on offense lately. I'm not sure what's going on there with the Pacers. Not a, not a huge uh, Pacers backer or an investigator necessarily. So I don't, I haven't looked into that, unfortunately, but I don't, I don't, I just don't trust their offensive output. Although I would say that the Jazz, you know, with the tempo they play with, um, especially aren't they at home tonight as well, uh, you know, that should aid in the total going over. Um, but I just wouldn't play it because of what Indiana's been showing us lately. Yeah, it makes sense. Saturated asked about another player prop here, and Ski, this is a guy you bet quite a bit, but I don't ever remember you taking Shangun assist. What do you think of his mm -hmm. assist number tonight? I'm looking at a four and a half. I, I did play assist quite a bit, and um, that's what I thought it was rebounds. I've I've played Shangun everything, so <laughs> um, I, I can't talk you off, especially when we were we were breaking down that game. We're saying it could be a game where Embiid potentially sits. And I'll make, you know, everything much easier for Shingun tonight. So I can't talk you off him. Yeah, that makes sense. Anything to add there, Chris? No, can't talk you off of it either. Depending on the book, um, I, I see it at four and a half at some books, very juiced. So I think that they're expecting a few more assists tonight from Shingun. 
Um, I, I don't typically like to play on the center and their assist unless, you know, someone like Jokic you can count on game to game. Um, might, might want to look at Sengun rebounds in this game, too, especially if Embiid is possibly going to rest. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, another prop question here. Um, what do we think of a Jarrett Allen double-double? I'm not quite sure what the odds on that are. I'm trying to find it here quickly. Um, Ski, did you get a chance to look at that? What do you think of that? Um, well, versus bottom 10 rebounding teams, uh, and Spurs are not good protecting the paint either. I mean, you have to look this his way. Last five game stats for San Antonio have them bottom 10. I mean, they're bottom 10 in all the categories. I don't even need to read that off. But, yeah, I think it's a great matchup for him. It will be very hard for me to see him in this game without at least 10 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I would say anyone looking to bet uh, props like this that seem a little obvious, right? Like Jared Allen should kill it tonight. But the problem is the Cavaliers could just absolutely – blow out the Spurs, and then Jared Allen doesn't play a full game. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, and the books know that. So a double-double, yes, is very inflated in most places, you know, and they're and they're really hoping that the Cavs blow out the Spurs and that he never gets there. So just something to note, uh, you know, you got to have special matchup advantages in a lot of those cases. The Spurs are not the worst pain defense, um, you know, but should Jared Allen get there? Yes, that's what the line is telling us. I would just caution – putting too much money on these really like obvious expected bets when it could be a game where these guys don't play the whole game. Now, Ski, Corday wants to know, are you worried about LeBron tonight? little hangover off the Super Bowl. Apparently he was having a few beverages. I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, I like the Lakers whether LeBron plays or not. So um, uh, that doesn't really bother me. If he was ruled out and the line moved, I would go bet the Lakers again. Um, so, no, I'm not worried. One question. One last question here. Um, Saturated asked about the Nuggets Heat game. Denver visits Miami here. The line opened right around Miami minus one and a half. It slipped the other way. I'm looking at Denver minus one. The total sits right around two nineteen and a half. For me, this game all comes down to whether Jamal Murray plays or not. If he's in, happy to grab the Nuggets here, but I'll wait and see. And again, even if it moves a point or two, doesn't bother me. Denver should be the better team, and Miami again. Just everyone on the injury report. I don't even think it's a joke this time. What do you think of that game, Ski? You know, that's my least favorite game of the day. I'm not, I don't want to just tell anybody anything, so I will pass. How about you, Chris? Anything bad? I mean, same here. The heat injury report night to night is insane. Uh, you know, it's a tough thing to, to figure out. I don't want to bet against the Nuggets right now, but the line is telling me that maybe I should. Uh, so just a lot of competing narratives. No bet for me. Yeah, Great questions, everybody. We appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up. Drop a comment in there while you're poking around. Uh, while you do that, let's review our best bets. Um, handful of picks here for everybody. We'll start with Chris. He's got the Rockets first half plus eight, the Timberwolves Mavericks game over two thirty-two, and he's going to lay three points with the Warriors. I'll also take the Rockets first half plus eight, the Nets plus two and a half, and the Timberwolves plus seven and a half. Ski likes Rockets Sixers under two twenty-six and a half. He's going to take a Spurs team total under one hundred four and a half. Um, Nets Knicks under two twenty, and then Lakers plus one. Looks like it got cut off there at the bottom. Don't worry about it. Lakers plus one. We'll make sure we get that in there. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. Make sure, <coughs> excuse me. Make sure you follow everybody on Twitter. The show at BetUSNBA. You can find Ski at Ski Profit, Chris at Farley Bets, and myself at underscore Noops. The team will be back tomorrow, same time to break down all the action. Best of luck until then.